Hello everyone, just a brief note before we get into the episode today. This is part two of our year in review episode. Originally, the year in review episode was supposed to be one episode, but due to its length of over 50 minutes, I split it into two parts. So this is part two. As always, if this is your first time checking us out, this is the first time of you catching one of our episodes, you can always go to thepointoffocus.com to find out more information about us. You can find other episodes there, even episodes that are talked about in this episode you're getting ready to listen to, as well as part one of the year in review. Also, you can just find out more information. There's videos and stuff like that over at thepointoffocus.com. And I hope that you'll continue with us as we continue to do episodes throughout the next year. I'm excited for what God has for us in the next year. As always, I hope you find some blessing and encouragement through this episode. Where we ended with the last part, we had just finished the At The Movie series, and we talked about an episode, Lost Not Gone. And in that particular episode, and at that moment, I realized that God had given me a couple series based on that idea of lost, not gone. So that's where this episode picks up. So I hope you enjoy it. Now on to the episode. So as I said, that episode spurred on, well, if that's the case, then maybe we... Um, should know a little bit more about why that is. Why Jesus cares so much. Why we're just lost and not gone. So we did a series called Known. And we spent four weeks looking at Psalm 139. And we sat and we kind of hung out in the series and we we talked about uh, that very thing. How well God knows us how he's in he he's an all-knowing god. And so we we looked at that part, the first 6 verses of that. And then we looked at how God is a um all-powerful god. I'm sorry, all-present god. And then he's an all-powerful god. And then he's an all-good god. And that pretty much just kind of encapsulates uh who God is. So we looked at uh, those things and we looked at how God is everywhere. Sometimes we may not feel like it is, like he is, but God is there with us. God is everywhere. He hasn't left us. He hasn't deserted us. He's he's there. And then we looked at how he's all-powerful, and he created us, and that makes us very special to him. He, he's, he's very, very powerful. And then we looked at how he's good, and that may not be um, something you may feel, how God is good, and how circumstances in life and things happen and we don't feel like God is good, but he is. And I remember I used an uh, um, example in that episode of how what's good for me, uh, what what's good for somebody else may not feel good to me, right? So God may be all good, but it doesn't feel like it. And I used the illustration of my grandfather, how my grandfather, how I wanted him to live, how I wanted God to heal him, how I wanted him to still be around and all of that stuff. And about the time of the recording of this episode, he had passed away a few months prior. And, but he had cancer and he was constantly having treatments and constantly in pain. Like, and he was just, but God's goodness, now he's in the presence of God. So it's, God isn't all good God, 
It may not feel that way. Nobody wants a relative or a loved one to die. But for that particular case, God was good to my grandfather. It may not have felt like it was good, but it, it was good to me because now I know my grandfather is in a place where he's not in pain anymore. And God is an all good God. Then, uh, as I said, it spawned on our next couple series, but we took a break for a second and we looked at our, uh, our seventh anniversary. And we talked about how the ministry got started. So if you want to check a little bit of a background of kind of how everything got started, where it all developed, a little bit of the history, um, the episode seven is a good series, a good episode to check out. And we looked at Joshua chapter six and how continuing, even though it may not feel like stuff is working. I mean, they had for, for Jericho and Joshua six, they had the word of God that if they did what God said, if they marched around seven times and did all of that, that the walls were going to come crashing down. But what if they got tired and just stopped at day six and they didn't want to do it anymore and got upset at Joshua, but like Joshua, this is stupid. Like we're just marching around the city. I'm pretty sure they're looking out their windows, laughing at us. And they were just, we're just marching around and, you know, it's just getting old and tiring. And they just decided not to do it on the seventh day. And they wouldn't have saw the miracle of God because they stopped short. They, they didn't, they didn't fully go the distance with what God uh, had for them. And so I just talked about that because we're going, in, we were going into our seventh year and how, in the Bible, the number seven is completion. God, I mean, Jesus said seven things from the from the cross, and he seven I am statements, seven statements about himself. God, seven days of creation. There's seven colors in a rainbow. There's seven days around Jericho, and there's a lot more where seven pops up that it's a good um, shows completion, and so. Um, that's what we talked about in that episode. Then we went into a series that I was really excited about that came out of the Lost Not Gone episode of At The Movies once again. And this series was actually um, one that was kind of hit or miss. I was kind of uh, had different thoughts about it. And so, but it was a series called Touched. And I didn't know exactly how it was going to to do. But we looked at how it was going to come across, what we were going to, but... We looked at the overall phrase, the overall big idea that the touch of Jesus changes lives. And we looked at that throughout the whole, the whole series, how the touch of Jesus changes lives. And we looked at how Jesus healed the blind man with the physical touch. Jesus actually touched the man's eyes with mud and told him to go wash and it said the touch of Jesus changes lives, but it takes a little bit of faith, right? As we went into the next episode where we looked at how Jesus um, healed the official son. And he basically said, hey, Jesus touched the lives of the man. He touched the lives of his family. He touched the lives of his sick son. But he didn't go and touch the boy physically. He just said, go, your son will live. And at that point... The man had the opportunity to either go or continue on with his mission of finding somebody to help his son. Same thing with the man born blind. He had to have faith to go to do what Jesus said. So the touch of Jesus changes lives. 
but it takes faith. And so we built on that. And then we had the the conversation touch and how a conversation changes the lives of people. You never know what a kind word is going to say. You never know what a simple hi is going to do to people. You never know. You never know just how a simple conversation. And we looked at the woman at the well and how she was just um, looking for somebody to have a conversation with. She was kind of an outcast in her community and all of that. And so she just needed somebody to talk to her, just needed somebody to to be there with her. And it was just a simple conversation. Jesus didn't beat her over the head with what she had done wrong, why she was at the well in the first place, why she was alone at the well. And you see, the thing is, is the reason why she was alone at the well is because she was kind of an outcast in her society. They had, um, they had been, you know, she had been different. She had been with five different guys. Sorry, I was searching for that. It kind of, um, five different guys and she was shacked up with somebody that she wasn't married to and all this stuff. And so she was probably tired of being the butt of people's jokes when she traveled with them. And she was probably just tired of all of, all of the remarks and everything. So she just chose to go alone and, So Jesus just talked with her, something that she desperately needed. And then she wound up going back and bringing half the town back with her or more. And that touch, that conversation touch changed her life. Uh, And then we looked at the needed touch. And we looked at the woman um, with the issue of blood, as it's said in the Bible, and she had tried everything. She had tried doctors and spent all her money and all of this stuff, and Jesus was the only one she needed, and she finally figured it out. And and that episode, we talked about how we try everything sometimes, and then it just kind of gets down to it where... We finally just try Jesus. And that was my encouragement out of that. When we've tried everything else, try Jesus. If he did it, then he can do it now. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. As a callback to that episode called The Same that I talked about earlier in this episode. And it's just the touch of Jesus changes lives. And in this time, Jesus was touched. Jesus was touched. And she knew that that's what she needed. She needed Jesus. And she finally came to the realization after everything else had failed. Then the series kind of came full circle. And it's kind of fun when that kind of stuff happens. And we looked at the transcendent touch. And continuing on with the thought of the series, the touch of Jesus changes lives then, now, and forever, and how the touch of Jesus changes lives through the cross. And we looked at how the transcendent touch of Jesus, how it was a bigger a bigger part of the story of God, and how the payment for sin is death, and all of those things that, you know, if you've gone to church for a long 
time you heard how the payment for sin is death and Jesus is that payment and all of that kind of stuff. And so we, we, we talked about it and how back when sin first entered the world that people were taking the punishment for sin. And when they took it, you know, we look at the flood and how God wiped out the entire earth for the payment of sin. And then how when people sinned before, some people were wiped out when they worshiped a golden calf. And then God put a sacrifice system in place where a life for a life could be substituted. Something has to die to take the place of sin. Something has to die to pay for the sin, right? And so they could have an animal sacrifice. And then one day that was going to be Jesus, as John 3.16 says, that so we can have eternal life and that the payment of sin is death in Romans 6.23. And that payment was through Jesus. And that is how we can enter that relationship with Jesus. And then we kind of went into a, a fun series, a, a fun um, series as I looked back over the years of journals that I had in notebooks in a series called Notebooks and Journals. And we talked about a, this series was a little bit of a different series. It was more of a collection of episode, a collection of talks a little bit instead of a, like a series like Touch that followed kind of like a theme. This was just kind of an idea that we put into a series. And so we looked at the first episode was about Jesus ever worrying. Did Jesus ever worry? I mean, after all, he was a human being. After all, he had human emotions. The Bible tells us that he experienced everything the way that we do. And if that's the case, well, then Jesus had to have worried. And we also see that in Luke that in the Gospel of Luke, that Jesus sweat drops of blood, and you don't do that unless you're anxious. And so Jesus worried just like we do. Jesus, um, Jesus had things he worried about. And so we we talked about that, that kind of stuff. And Jesus actually in the Gospel of Matthew talked about worry. And I got this thought, and this was really fun to think about, but I got this thought is like, if well, if he talked about worry, then that's probably because he had some experience with worry. And I thought about our pastors and our teachers that when they're talking about something from their pulpit, when, they, when they're speaking, when they're doing a sermon, it's usually something that they've learned from God or some life experiences that they think may help other people that they, that they put into their sermons. And so... If Jesus talks so much about worry, maybe it's he's been there. And so we, we, we talked about that, and it was just, um, just an awesome time to kind of be in. Then we looked at um, something that was good to revisit in an episode called I Had Hoped. And we looked at how sometimes things don't go as planned, and we looked at... Um, a story that sometimes gets kind of a post-resurrection story that sometimes gets overlooked a little bit. And when we do that, we, we, miss, we miss it, right? right? So, like, we, we get to the resurrection and, you know, sometimes we skip over Doubting Thomas, right? Because that one comes after Easter and it's all, right? Um, so now, 
This one happens after resurrect on Resurrection Sunday, and these people are walking um, home after witnessing the crucifixion of Jesus. And in verse twenty one, Luke twenty four twenty one, it said while they're talking to Jesus, right? They're telling Jesus everything that just happened to him. So the irony in the story is kind of funny too when you read it like that. And so they had spent time talking to Jesus, telling him everything that had happened. And they get to the end. And they said, we had hoped he was going to be the Messiah, the Savior of the world. And we do the same thing sometimes, you know, but we, we had hoped that things would be different. We had hoped maybe that we'd be married by now. We had hoped that we would, we would do this. We had hoped our kids would make better decisions when they grow, when they, now that they're adults, that they would be making better decisions. We had hoped the medicine would work. We had hoped that the operation would work. We had, we had hoped, we had hoped, we had hoped, we had hoped, whatever it is. I had hoped, right? And hope, the hope that they needed was standing right there. Jesus doesn't disappoint, but Jesus had disappointed them, right? And sometimes Jesus disappoints us when he doesn't come through in those I had hope lists. Go back, listen to the episode, the things that I just listed. When things don't go the way we had hoped, we get disappointed. And sometimes that's in Jesus. We get disappointed in Jesus because he Disappointment is simply a failure to fulfill the hopes or expectations of someone. So these people, they had, they had hopes and expectations of Jesus. And when he didn't fulfill them, they were heartbroken. They were disappointed in Jesus. And then we talked about a healthy heart. And we're not really talking about, I really wasn't talking about Cheerios in that kind of thing, how it promotes healthy heart. Like, that's not what I was talking about when I, when I did this, this healthy heart idea. But in that, we looked at how we, how we need to guard our heart and how it's, it's super, super important to guard our heart. When we, when we do that, we have uh, better... Um, better life. Because it says in uh, Proverbs uh, 4.23, above all else, guard your heart. For from it flows everything that you do. It's it's your way of life. You you need to protect it, right? The, the, The breastplate of righteousness, it protects your heart. Because the devil's there to try and take your heart. Things are things are going to take try to take your heart away. Healthy heart, guard your heart, protect your heart, just like you would anything else, just like you would any kind of any kind of thing. Your your money, your your kids, your life. Protect your heart because it's important. And there's a lot of things fighting for your heart. And then um, this is a question that I've. In the next episode of the series, we, you know, what can I offer God? And this was a good episode. Once again, if you want to go back and check out another episode, check out the episode, what can I do? What can I offer God for all that he's done for me? And when 
when I think about that, like I've thought about that forever. And like a lot of the times I came up to the answer being nothing, nothing. I can't do anything for what God has offered me. I can't because I don't deserve it. (laughs) I don't deserve Jesus. I don't deserve the blood of Jesus. I don't deserve what Jesus did for me. I don't deserve it. So what can I offer God? And that verse is found in uh, Psalm 116, 12. And then the next chapter, Psalm 117, is just two verses. But it starts off with praise. That's the one thing that I can give to God is my praise. Because that's the sweetest sound to God is he's being sung at all day, every day by the angels. And that's great. But our song, our praise, our, our, our adoration to him is something that is different because we have been redeemed. We have been redeemed. And it's a different kind of sound because we've not been but the angels haven't been redeemed like we have. The angels haven't been saved like we have. And so that was just uh, an amazing um, revelation that God gave me. And I was excited to share that. And then real briefly, um, I, why don't we say thank you? Was how we closed out the notebooks and journal series. It was Thanksgiving. And it was just me posing the question is why don't we say thank you? And it was coming from a, a lesson that I did with my, the, the kids at my church. And why, why don't we say thank you? And we looked at how Jesus heals 10 lepers and only one comes back to say thank you. And when you had leprosy, like you were outcasted. You couldn't see your family, your friends. You had to live outside the city. You had to shout at people that you were unclean when they came by. And Jesus healed them. And I believe they just ran off because they were so excited, but only one came back to say thank you. And I think sometimes we get, it's not that we're not thankful, and it's not that the other nine weren't thankful. It's just they were just so overwhelmed with excitement. And so uh, why don't we say thank you? Maybe we just simply forget. Maybe we're just so excited. But we need to say thank you for all that, that God has done and for all that other people do. And... Then we just closed out a very special uh, series called Old Fashioned Christmas. And we spent some time looking at the, the Old Testament prophecies of Jesus and how Jesus fulfilled them and what they mean. And we looked at Jesus' family tree and because sometimes we feel like our family can be messed up, but Jesus has some messed up people in his, his family tree. And he's still the savior of the world and he still used, God still used those people to keep Jesus' lineage going until his birth. And then we looked at um, the promise to Abraham that one of his descendants was going to bless the entire earth. And we, we, we looked at that and how that goes all the way back to Abraham and fast forward, it's still Jesus and that God um, told David even too, hey, you One of your descendants is going to reign forever. And then we talked about how um, God is with us. And I'm sorry, we talked about Bethlehem. 
And we talked about how sometimes the little things are big things. And I talked about how I tell, once again, the kids at church that giving somebody a t-shirt or two because you know they need some clothes is a big deal to them. It doesn't seem like much. It's just a t-shirt. But to them, it's a big deal. And how Bethlehem, you couldn't even, you couldn't find it on a map if you, if you needed to. It was such a small little town. And out of it came something very big that blessed the entire earth. And then we talked about how, we talked about one of the names of Jesus, Emmanuel, God with us. And how God left heaven to come be with us. And that he's still with us. And then the Christmas Eve episode, we just read Luke 2 and we talked about it together. And so as this year comes to a close, as this kind of lengthy episode comes to a close, um, I want to encourage you to enter into 2023 with us. Come, come with us. Come check us out again. Uh, next week, I'm sharing my word of the year, and we're kind of un- unpacking in next week's episode about what we're doing in 2023, and it's something incredibly different, and I'm excited for it. I'm going on the, the journey together with you as we just open the Bible, and we're going to just spend some time going through it, and it's going to be something that I, that I don't even know. Some of the time, like I already have some of this stuff thought out, but right now, like it feels like I'm flying at the seat of my pants because I'm just so excited for where God is going to take us. And I don't even know what some of it is yet. So I hope you'll come back and check out my word of the year, kind of check out what we're doing next year. And I hope to see you next week. I hope that you've been blessed and encouraged through this episode. And we'll see you next week.